This is the Thanks for Sharing podcast, the podcast where we explore all things recovery, healing, and relationship. Remember to subscribe and download episodes in the iTunes store, Google Play, or on the Podbean app. And while you're there, I'd love a review. Hey everyone, welcome to Thanks for Sharing. I'm your host, Jackie Pack. So about two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I had this idea on my drive home from work about doing a podcast episode entitled something along the lines of Therapy Meets the Christmas Songs. And so I reached out to two people who I thought I could have fun doing the episode with who would also add their own little uh, unique spin or personality to the episode. And so we decided to go ahead and record it. So we're here. This is Amy Smith. Hi. Rachel Allen. Hello. Both of which you would be familiar with on my podcast because they've both been guests before. And so we're meeting together to record this episode on Therapy Meets the Christmas Songs. Not necessarily Christmas carols, because I think some of these aren't carols. Right. Whatever the difference is, I'm not sure. (laughs) But it feels like it's more Christmas songs. So we've made some lists. We have some ideas in our head. Probably won't get through all of the songs on our list. But we thought this would be a fun episode to kick off the month of December as we may be hearing Christmas songs out and about. Maybe we're playing them ourselves. Maybe our family's playing them. So this might be a fun podcast episode to listen to. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. thanks, for, thanks I'm for doing it with me. Both of them, when I texted both of them, they're like, I'm in. <laughs> Which is always good. So... Well, we know that Rachel goes through Christmas song rants every year. <laughs> well, I just remember I, I had a client once say to me, so this is years after you know some therapy and things. They were just like, I saw Beauty and the Beast the other day with some nieces and nephews. And she's like, I cried all the way through it. And all the way home, I was like, why do I now hate this movie, right? Uh-huh. And I think that we sometimes get into therapy and get into treatment and realize that some of the things that have had meaning to us in the past or um, things that we liked in the past, maybe we realize aren't super um, healthy or aren't good representations of things in our life. And I think Christmas songs can be the same way. I think that there are things that we maybe sing as a child or even as a 20 year old. And then all of a sudden we're like, what are the lyrics to this song? What is this really talking about? Yes. Yes. I've been accused more than once of ruining music groups, right? Or (laughs) movies or songs just because, again, you're listening to it and you're like, wait a minute, what? That's not healthy. Right. My kids say a lot of times, like, just stop. Just stop. (laughs) Just let me like this. And I'm like, well, okay, but you should know. (laughs) I feel like we should just do that disclaimer up front. Like, if you don't want us to ruin your Christmas songs, you might want to skip this episode. (laughs) We have a we have a Rachel approved Christmas list okay. at our house that plays on the oh, playlist. Nice. Yeah, because because the, I will be like, oh my gosh, is this song playing again? <laughs> we were driving uh, Friday night. Nope, Saturday night. We were driving to some Christmas lights, and the car that I had, we are growing as my ki- kids are bringing new people into their life, and so we had to take two cars. But the car I was in, my one daughter was going through my Christmas playlist and playing the songs from their childhood, right? And they're like, yeah, well, our mom used to buy songs and burn them onto CDs. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, the boyfriends who were in the car are like, I've literally never heard of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were approved, right? They're just kind of fun kid songs, but yes. 
So it started, I was driving home from work, and last Christmas came on. And I was telling him before from we hit record from Wham, mm-hmm. that when it first came out, I really liked the song because it was just different than, like, your Bing Crosby, your Dean Martin, your... Who else did I say? Like all of those Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra right? All of those songs that maybe the first decade of my life—that's what I heard in terms of Christmas songs. And then I hit the '80s, and we started getting different songs. And so I remember feeling like, "Oh, I like this. I like having more like modern or more cool songs that are like my generation." But in 2021, I'm like, "Okay." As I'm driving home in my car, I'm like, this is trauma bonding right here. Like, (laughs) if you gave someone your heart last year and they literally gave it away the next day, maybe we shouldn't do the same thing this year. Right? And I hope you've had therapy in between the two Christmases. I mean, that's a full year. (laughs) I'm like, come on, just going to do the same thing again? I've always wondered, like... So did you run into these people in the grocery store and you're like, screw you? Like, last year we were together. Now we're not. And I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you screwed up last year. Right? Like, I don't know. It was, it, it is one of those songs that you're right. just like, okay, that was a year ago. Are you just going to keep letting them, like, own your holidays? Or, or just, like, get into a relationship because you want the holidays to feel magical. Right, and right. you want to be in love yeah. at the holidays, but you haven't realized that maybe that's a problem. Right. Yeah. I also, yeah. I mean, because the whole, like, I'm going to give it to someone special. So are you saying that last year it wasn't mm-hmm. special when you gave it to them? Like, Well, right, right? because like, she <laughs> thought it was or he thought it was right. until the next day, right? Right. And so that's the problem. And we, we know the holidays can be traumatizing for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe as we talk and about nostalgia this. nostalgia. Like, yeah. you know, it was so much better last year yeah. when it really wasn't. Or mm. kind of that denial thing. Uh, the lyrics, I view there's that one verse. Once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> I kept my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise me. That you don't recognize me? Like, it doesn't surprise me that you don't recognize me? I mean, Even like, though I gave you my heart, and the very next day, like... Yeah, I mean, I do no. question, like, is this some love addiction, one-night stand stuff <laughs> right, going right. on? Love addiction, <laughs> trauma bonding, sex addiction. We're not oh. sure. We need, we need this person right. in our office, too. Right. Do we, I mean, we, we see everything through that lens, <laughs> don't we? Like... <laughs> And relationship addiction. Right. And now right. my kids are like, please don't make me see this. Like, <laughs> I remember my oldest, she was really into One Direction, right? Mm-hmm. And we're listening to one of their new albums. And I'm like, oh, the boys are developing a sex addiction. And she's like, mom, like, no, no, listen, listen, they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, there are a lot of relationship Christmas songs that are just mm-hmm. like, ooh, no, no. Right? Like, Blue Christmas is another one of those mm-hmm. where he's I'll talking about... Blue Christmas. Yeah, like, That's right. how manipulative is that? Like, I'm going to make you feel bad and responsible for my Christmas joy. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's Elvis. Like... Which makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just think about how many hearts Elvis manipulated in his lifetime. Ugh. And True. the amount of drugs. And I mean, like, Elvis was not a super healthy individual. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm not no. surprised that he would be a little codependent and be like, you are responsible for all my joy and happiness. <laughs> At the holidays. 
Sacrifice yourself for me. Right. So that I don't have a blue Christmas. I mean, yours may be miserable and you may be doing really good since you've left this relationship and moved on, but I need you to still take care of me. That reminds me of, I'm going to look up the lyrics real quick before we talk about it, but that reminds me of, do you have a Beach Boys song? My baby, she told me she don't want to hold me or kiss my lips anymore. It's a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes, familiar. I'm going to look up the lyrics. Okay. Let's go on. I'm like, let's okay. go on. I'll look it up real quick because oh, I Yeah, like, I don't know that one. Yes. I mean, do we want to go ahead and talk about Baby, It's Cold Outside too? Oh. Well, I think this we is... have to, right? Because there kind of became, how many Very years ago, that people started... Maybe more younger generations started like being woke to that song and were like, hey, this is seriously problematic. And then I saw several people of my generation like on Facebook, like, this is not a problem. Stop. Like, this is fine. And I'm like, actually, it's not. It is 20 whatever, right? I should be looking at this differently and thinking maybe, maybe, maybe it was okay back then, but it's certainly not now. Well, and it is one of those things, right? Like when you're listening to it and like, I've had this conversation with multiple people where I'm like, I don't know that this song should have ever been okay. And it is one of those, right? Like I remember I read the, the response to the guy's daughter who wrote it. And she was like, look, this was fun. My parents didn't mean anything by it. It was a joke. They sang it at Christmas. Like, you know, and and I'm just thinking like, okay, I get that. And I can even understand the like, she's quote unquote trying so that it looks Mm -hmm. better to everybody else because she tried. But I'm like, she's literally saying no through the whole song. And... It wasn't until, I think for me, the moment that I was like, yeah, this is not okay, is when she and him did, they actually recorded it for their album, but they did like a little YouTube skit or something where he's singing the female parts and mm. she's singing the male part. Because well, that's how it's originally written. Right. Like in the original form of the song, when it was written for the musical, the, what we sing now as the female part, right? Was the male Was part. the male, the male part. part. That's how it was originally written. Yeah, and so, but he sings it, and he does this, like, well, I don't know, this seems like, he starts to kind of play this, like, "Mm, you're getting really pushy, or this Mm -hmm, feels really clingy, mm -hmm. or, like, Mm. and that's the kind of, when you kind of hear it in that tone, you're like, oh, yeah, this is not okay. Because, I mean, the reality is, we didn't land in a rape culture from nowhere. Right. Like, we arrived here because of our past and because we've really been in that for a very long time. Right. And so now that we're kind of waking up to rape culture, we have to be able to look at and say, okay, these songs are problematic. Right. Mm. I mean, so I just uh, saw something on Instagram yesterday, and I'm not really entirely, you know, Instagram and I have an interesting relationship, but it was like... There is no such thing as consensual sex and non-consensual sex. It's consensual sex and rape. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't say we're there's breathing, swimming, and not breathing, swimming. There's breathing, swimming, and drowning. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like, you have to be aware of this. And, like, I think with this song, right, like, we, we have to start respecting the no. Right. In, right, like, we can talk about games and relationships and all of that. But truthfully, like, relationships shouldn't be gamey. And we should respect the no. And this is an entire song mm-hmm. where the no uh-huh. isn't respected, even though it's a Christmas right? song. Well, and I know all three of us have worked with couples before where we will say the date on the calendar doesn't determine where you're at in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I get it's Valentine's. What? I get it's Valentine's Day. Please don't plan a romantic weekend getaway. We're just not there yet, you know? Or all of a sudden it's Christmas and you're like, yep, still hard. We're still questioning if we can be together. But mm-hmm. there's something about maybe the expectations that are placed on the holiday about mm-hmm. everybody somehow having a couple of weeks of like emotional health and wellness that just doesn't add up. Sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't mean to start playing music. I watched a Christmas movie because I am a huge Christmas movie fan where the the girl says like, I hate this song for this very reason. Like, and so he rewrites the lyrics and so that it's like this consensual thing, right? So, um, wait a minute, what movie was this? I don't remember was the it name of Netflix? it. I was trying to look it up. That's was why it like I, hard why love was... or love hard or something like that on Netflix. Yes. My daughter. I was telling her when we were at the Christmas lights. I was telling her, "Oh, I'm going to do this podcast recording," and she was like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie then because mm-hmm. he rewrites the lyrics." Mm-hmm. Anyway, I haven't. I didn't yeah. get a chance to watch it because my kids kept coming to my house and staying at my house. Well, I admit that the movie is not great. Okay. Like, it's not worth watching the movie. <laughs> okay, good to know. But I was hoping that I could just pick up the lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was searching for that while you were telling that story because I was trying to think of some of the lyrics, but he was like, one of the one of the lines is understood, no means no, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, she's like, I really can't stay. And he's like, okay, you're free to go, right? And then she's like, I've got to go away. Understood, no means no, right? And he's just like, okay, you, you can leave, you know? You don't have to keep you're right. And the next line is, this really has been, you know, a really good time or something. And he's like, a consensual date, right? And he's like going through this whole thing. And it's just like, no, it's okay, you can go. Like, you know, and she's like, what's in this drink? And he like holds up the bottle and he's like, it's lemon liqueur or something like that, right? Like he's like trying to show like everything, you know, if you need to go, go, like yeah, go. Yeah. And and uh, so it was really, really interesting. So there's been a, there has been a lot of pushback against mm-hmm. this song. Right. And I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see that because I think so too. It, it does like we, yeah, it might have been nostalgic, and I know lots of people love this song, and, and that's great, but we also have to look at the context of right. what the world is saying now. Right. And, I mean, there are a lot of things that are nostalgic that we have totally banned because they are completely inappropriate. Right. Or, like, mm-hmm. suggestion, right? Like, even most, like, half of the Disney movies now have, like, a... See, there it is. No means no, right? Sorry. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay, I'm not going to touch my phone anymore. But, like, right, even Disney has disclaimers, like, mm-hmm. may uh-huh. have, like, racial content mm-hmm. that at the time we didn't, right. weren't aware of. Now we are. Right. No, right. it's out there. Talk to your kids, right? Right. And so I do, I think that we just have to be aware of that, that nostalgia does not mean good. Right. Or right. That, right. that that music's acceptable. Right. 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 Or that we romanticize it or, like give it this pass because of that. Right. Which I think also takes us into that uh, Santa Baby song. Ooh, right? I, that was next on my list. Because talk about exploiting the charitable. Oh. I mean, seriously? Like, I, and I know our culture can be so indulgent in an exploitive way. Uh-huh. But this song just kind of encapsulates and almost like makes it cute. So I did not grow up wealthy in the slightest. I had to look up what a sable was. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. Apparently it's a very, very nice car. I was like, no, I didn't I didn't right. know that was a thing, right? Well, and Michael Bublé's done a different version that's more male, male stuff. Masculine, right. Still, still gross. Still, <laughs> still gross, right? 
and I like I told you this when we were talking about this. Like I love Eartha Kitt. I love Eartha Kitt. I love her voice. I think she's brilliant. Like the only reason I watched Emperor's New Groove is because she was the villain. So like I I just love her voice. I think she's fantastic. But this is literally the only song that gets played on the radio. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate these lyrics so much. And really it is, like, it takes away all of the, like, quote-unquote meaning Mm -hmm. of the holiday, right? That's just gross. Also, she's definitely, like, hinting at, like, I will only be true to you and appropriate Mm -hmm. with you and not have affairs on you if you keep me in this, like, kept Mm -hmm. lifestyle that I want, which is so gross. (laughs) Like, it's just a gross feeling. Yeah. My family has always... 100% 100% hated this song because my my older sister sang it as a solo in high school mm-hmm. and she did this whole like you could tell like it was this whole like kept life like this mm-hmm. whole the whole way that she portrayed it on stage I mean she's has a beautiful voice but the whole thing I was like all of us were in the audience because we didn't not grow up wealthy at all and, and it was just this persona that she put on and like did this whole thing so every time the song comes on we always make fun of it because of this whole like this is not my sister, right? But it's so, it takes away from everything that has to do with holidays, I think. Yeah. This whole greediness, materialism, the yes. whole thing. Like everything that I hate about this time of year. Mm-hmm. Everything that I hate. Like just the entitlement, the overwhelming, the money, right? Like I mm-hmm. saw a joke on a business sign driving down here that said it's starting to spend a lot like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this shouldn't be a time of year where we feel like we have to like break the bank in order to show mm-hmm. people that we love and mm-hmm. care. And that's exactly what she's saying. Right. Right. The childhood version, I don't know when this song came out, but do you guys know the I Want a Hippopotamus? Yes. yes. That's one on my kids' CD playlist. That right. I, yeah, and I, let them and I, I never heard that until maybe a couple of years ago. My niece was obsessed with that song, right? But it, it became this thing of like, only a hippopotamus will do. This is the only thing right. I want. This right, And she started to treat like Christmas like that. Like, this is what I want. And I only mm. want this. And I don't care. And I don't this. And I don't care if you can afford, like, you know, the whole kind of process. And it's the same process, same yeah. thought. Well, I, mean, I think that's part of that song, right? Is like, because who asks for a hippopotamus? And how, as a parent, would you even go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Right? It's so unrealistic. But this kid can be so demanding about, nope, that's only a hippopotamus will do, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like they should of... have done, like, a part two of that song of what happens when we're disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because as therapists, right, like, how do we deal with disappointment in right. life? How do we handle, you know, these things, right? right. Like, because that year is when the kids stop believing in Santa. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, and because sometimes, you know, we have clients who maybe came from families where they got this extravagant Christmas. Right. And then we, we got, you know, we, ha- we have these clients who came from families where, like, it didn't really matter what they asked for. Or right. they, like, kind of knew that, like, they weren't going to get it. And so they asked for maybe what their parents could give them or kind of what they knew, like, this is what my parents are going to give, so I'll just pretend that that's what I want, Right. And so I think songs like this just kind of complicate all of those childhood issues. Right. Regardless of what end of the spectrum you're at, like, 
it's just it's you know we see all of that with our clients during the right. holidays. Well, and I because because I'm a social worker when when we decided to have a kid like this was one of our conversations right whether or not we were going to like participate in the Santa tradition or not but I was like Santa gifts we one gift mm-hmm. no more than fifteen dollars and no electronics right because. I want my child to get something from Santa that almost any child in America could get. And mm-hmm. I know, like, $15 may still be unreasonable for some families, but, like, I refuse to have my kid go to school and be like, Santa got me an Xbox. Right, and, right. you know, and, oh, well, Santa got me socks. Right. Right, plus, like... Plus, as a parent, you also want some credit. Well, oh, yeah, there, no. None of the big gifts come from Santa. That's I can guarantee right. that right. none of the big gifts come from Which, Santa. Which, like, maybe we should do, like, a whole episode on Elf on the Shelf. Because, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, we, ha- we have that the lazy take, no. Like, a whole, like, yeah, yeah. I just we'll, want we'll to be We'll get back to music. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Like, Santa, I think... Christmas brings up all the wants and needs issues that uh-huh. you've ever had in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether that's I wanted and I couldn't get it, or I needed and I couldn't get it, or I couldn't want because my parents couldn't. Uh-huh. Like all of that is going to show up right. at Christmas, right. and these types of materialistic songs just reinforce those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so since we're talking about materialism, this one is on my list, and uh, because it's one that I struggle with, but it's the Christmas shoes. It's like mm. the worst song. Oh. Ever. Right. One. It's tragic. <laughs> So tragic. Absolutely so tragic. tragic. And and why do we have to do that? Like, why does mom have to die then? <laughs> why like, do we have to always kill off moms? That's my that's first that's question. True, right? I mean, I sometimes... You look, mark that for another episode, right? <laughs> I, I say to clients sometimes, look, like, if they're, you know, if couples are looking at divorcing, I'm like, you either do it before the 15th of December... Or you suck it up, you do a good holiday, and maybe after the 15th of January, we can talk about that. Absolutely. But, like, you've got to be somewhat protective of what's happening during that time period and be able to delay what you need, right? Especially Amen. when you know this culture is so big around the holidays, mm-hmm. you do your best not to create trauma right. in this time, right? And I just think, like... I. I just always think about it as like this kind of emotional or spiritual bypass too, right? Like this little kid is trying his hardest to buy something for his mom to delay this grief. And nobody, none of the adults around are saying, let's talk about the grief, right? Right. Like let's hold you and cry. And like, they're not really showing up emotionally for this kid. They're still just showing up materialistically. And we do that with grief because we don't know how to deal Mm -hmm. with it. But like, I'm still thinking like, okay. And at the end of this, he's left with a pair of shoes that will be a constant reminder. And, and may develop into a fetish red shoes. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's true. Cause, Sorry, because this that's is our, our job. Let's just right. put it out there. Right. Just put it out there. Right. But like, we see that one coming. Uh, right. Because again, yes. Because again, these like wounds, right? right. Like, yep. These are big, deep wounds. And if we continue to try to fill the hole of big, deep wounds with materials, it does turn into a fetish. Mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. turn into a preoccupation. Mm-hmm. It. Or an avoidance, and, yes. we, and we, you know, get angry at any woman who's wearing shoes like that because right. we can't right. handle that, right? It's, and just, it's just a delay, right? Well, right. But it's, but it's also that lack of adults 
like tending mm-hmm. to the needs of the children. Which, which I think goes to our whole culture. Like we right? just don't know how to step into those moments where we have to show up and be real and have emotions and allow other people to have emotions. And so we have this weird song that's tragic and gets played over and over on the on this radio stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, and that one's a hard one, right? Again, we have a Rachel approved Christmas <laughs> playlist. It's not house. on that one. <laughs> it is not on that one. But like, I have thought about like, when that song first came out, like it wrecked me because music wrecked me as a child. I was a very emotional, empathetic little person. And like, I remember my mom having to like coax me through that song because I was like, why is no one helping him? Why is no one helping the family? Like, why is he at the store buying shoes alone? By himself, right? Like, I'm like, where are his, where's his dad? Like, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, right? And, <laughs> and why is he having to attend to adult needs like shoes? Right, like, right, where's right. the dad? Right. Like, yes. And I'm like, yeah. or grandma, my, or, or aunt, or anybody. And I, like, I do, I remember, like, sobbing, right? And my mom is like, oh, baby, like, you are just such a tender-hearted soul. Like, we're just going to skip this song. <laughs> we're just going to turn it off. But, like, right, like, that's one of those, like, why can't we meet mm-hmm. yep. people where they're at versus kind of bypassing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's my rant about the Christmas shoes. We hit, we've, we've already hit all the, all the songs in my family that are, like, taboo at Christmas we don't listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas shoes is one of the worst. We always joke about that. Yeah. Oh, so another one, you know, because, again, Rachel was a crier and super empathetic as a child. The Another old Lang Syne. Uh, where he like runs into his old lover in the grocery store. Oh, and like, oh, yeah. Oh. My lover in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Fogelberg. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And like, I mean, one, I that does not. Go. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. <laughs> so here's the funny story. That is on the Rachel approved Christmas list because I love that song and, and I, I feel is. like it is like. Kind of so true to kind of emotions that we experience at uh-huh. Christmas, right? Like mm-hmm. this, like things are good now and we're kind of uh-huh. going, but we also kind of miss this part of us mm-hmm. that we lost or we left out. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this. We can get sentimental about yeah. years gone by. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I just kind of love the fact that he's like, Yeah, we have a couple of drinks, we laugh and toast for hours, and then we kind of like move on and the right. snow turns right. into rain and we kind of go back into like there's this moment, yep. this kind of beautiful reminiscing moment, and then we go back to our lives. Uh-huh. And there's nothing necessarily bad about the lives that they live and there's right. right? They're happy. They're mm-hmm. they're relatively happy in their lives right. and they run into each other and Kind of just like and catch up. An unhappy marriage, maybe. Yeah, but still, right? right? Yeah. It's not like it's not like it starts this lurid affair or something. Right? right? No. Just, right. They're it's just, just talking. A, they share a moment yeah. and back to life, and then back to life. And yeah. I, I just kind of love. To, to me, that is a song of like empathy and compassion uh-huh. in the holidays. Mm-hmm. It kind of and connection. Totally kind of off topic, but on that same note, I just finished reading Winter Street Inn, Ellen Hildebrand. Ooh. And it's the same thing. Like, uh-huh. there's this moment where, like, all these chaotic lives and these things, like, have happened. And then they have this moment on Christmas Day. But then they all go back to their lives, right? And it was just beautifully written about these, you know, all these different stories and all the different damage that people have caused mm-hmm. to each other. And we have this moment of forgiveness and understanding. And then we all go back right. to our lives, right? And, like, 
like we're allowed to have those moments. That's right. that's what healing is, right? right? Like I read this definition of healing the other day and it's just stuck with me that it's the ability healing is the ability to touch with love that which we used to touch with fear and anger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I know. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. Okay, back to Christmas songs. I keep distracting us from Christmas. Wow, songs. It's totally fine. So I have a whole list. Well, it's a small list of like relatively religious songs that give like horrible messages. Like Mary, did you know? It can be short and sweet, oh. but my gosh, can we stop mansplaining to women about childbirth? Right. Like, and pregnancy. And, and pregnancy. Like, and all that's going on in the body. Like. Maybe she didn't know that he was, like, one, well, she knew that he was the divine son of God according to the according story, to the right? Scriptures, right? Because I mean, like, the angel tells her right, that. Right. Because if they didn't tell her, that would be a whole other problem. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, we have this whole different story, right? Right. Like, my body's doing what? Right. Anytime that sum comes up, my daughters will all be like, according to Jackie, yes, she effing knew. <laughs> Otherwise, that is so problematic. Otherwise, we would not have the story, right? right? Like, Joseph wouldn't have shown up. And, like, I mean, I'm just like, oh. what the? Who, but, like, what? Again, it goes back to this, this this idea of Mary being a virgin, which I also have issues with, right? But somehow this virgin state makes her clueless, makes her completely not able to know anything. And thank goodness for this song to tell her what happened. 2,000 years after. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. I mean, it is, it is. I mean, it's very mansplainy. It is very mansplainy. And I remember, like, when I first heard the lyrics, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And, like, when I first heard it, it was, like, Kenny Rogers and Winona, Winona uh, Judd. Judd doing it. And I was like, okay, that's good. And but if you're going to listen to it, that's the best that's, version. That's the one to listen to, right? That was the, that's We don't recommend it, but that's the best version <laughs> to listen to. Oh, I loved the Judds. <laughs> Me the too. Me too. Okay. I, I'm still a Judds fan. Anyway. But, like, I didn't realize that when it was first written, it was written by a male. And it was only sang by a male. The first version, it's like a Christian, mm-hmm. contemporary Christian artist, whatever. And when I heard that version, I was like, uh, no. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, I don't think you get to mansplain to women about the only thing that women do that men don't. Like, right. <laughs> our bodies literally produce life mm-hmm. and, and, and carry them. very early on. Like, right. Like, feel different pretty early on. You're like aware to, something's different. Yeah, right. And so I'm just like... Stop. 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 No. Like, a good, like, hey, Mary, good job at raising the Son of God would have been a way better version than, like, hey, did you know that you were even doing this? I guarantee you she did. Or even, okay, if you're going to ask the question, ask the question and then let her answer it. Right? But, like, don't just keep asking and pointing out what she might not have raised. Yeah. So. From the angel that showed up and told her yes. all of those things right. that happened, right. right? Like, right, right, and the Holy Spirit that moved in her that told her what she needed to do in all of those mm-hmm. processes. That's how they got to Egypt, if we remember correctly, <laughs> right? Because Herod was That's slaying the all the babies. Alive. That's right. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, she kind of knew, guys. She kind of knew. I found my Beach Boy song. Okay. Yes. Um, and so this was a song that would like again. Like, my family played the Beach Boys Christmas album on repeat Mm. over and over and over again. But this one, it's still one of our favorite songs, and I will still listen to it, even though I think. But 
it just starts out. He's like, why are you leaving me? Like, why did you leave me? Why did you leave me? And on and on, like, I still love you and all those things. And then finally, in the very last verse, he says, yeah, I cheated on you. <laughs> I made my mistake. Oh my gosh, I'm willing crazy to wake up. <laughs> I know, that's what he says. I made my mistake, but I'm willing to wake up and never mess around anymore. But is he willing to wake up if he <laughs> spends most of the song saying, why? Why? Know, why? Because the very next line is, why did we break up? Right? <laughs> There's still time to make up, if just for Christmas. Oh, Merry well, Christmas, baby. okay. If it's just for just Christmas. Just for Christmas, we're going to make up. Maybe we can make it work. Ew. I know. Ew. I know. Ew. I just have, have like a really fun beat in these clapping things. Uh, My family still sings okay, it, but, but I remember the day I was like, Oh, wait, you cheated on her. That's why she left you. I know. Like, oh, I know. That's the, the minimizing and the justification mm-hmm. and the crazy making. Even if it's just for Christmas. Just and the expectations of this right? magical holiday that, right? like, get we get a free pass on old behavior or current behavior. I mean, yeah. Santa put coal in his stocking. That's, that's for, for sure. Um, uh, now I'm just, I'm stuck, right? <laughs> oh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Uh, I hate this one. And the reason I hate this one is it's like mandated joy. Uh, like Joy on demand. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I, I hate this one for the simple fact that like I know so many people and we know so many people. We see people who struggle through the holidays, oh, right. right? Right. And allowing people to have like both of those feelings or all of those feelings, right? You can have joy. You can have sadness, right? But like this, like, nope, we're just simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Get on board or get off. Like, (laughs) you either smile or you don't. Right. (laughs) Right. There's no room. Yeah, there's no room in that song. And I remember, I remember that song coming on the year after my grandfather died. My grandfather died like in December, right before Christmas when I was 15. And I remember, like, the next year, I was like, F this song, right? Like, no. Like, Mm -hmm. everything has changed this year, right? And so it was just, like, one of those, like, hmm. No, I don't feel like I don't feel like we can just simply mm-hmm. have a wonderful Christmas time. And the reality is, people really struggle in the in the winter, right? Yes, like, oh, for so many reasons. Yeah, and so again, to just kind of bypass that whole it's dark, all that. Like, nope, we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time, and that's the mask you need to show up with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I've always wondered, right, because like. Christmas happens around the, and it was done on purpose this way, but like it always happens around the same time as like the winter solstice mm-hmm. or Yule, which is the darkest day of the year. It's right. our shortest day if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. And like, where are the songs that talk about that darkness, that talk about like having to get through the darkest night and recognize like everything starts to lighten up from here, uh-huh. right? Because that is the story of Yule. That right. is the story of like, we, we made it. We made it, right? Like mm-hmm. We made it through the darkest night of the year, and now we're coming out of that. Mm-hmm. And we don't have, like, we, mm-hmm. I think we used to, right? Like, when we talk about, like, well, you know, and there's those songs about Yuletide greetings mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those things. Right. Like, they're talking about Yule. But we don't really have songs in the mainstream, at least, mm-hmm. that kind of talk about that heaviness or that right. darkness. or. But it's not surprising because we also don't really talk about heaviness and darkness unless As a it's culture, this boy yeah. at the store buying Christmas shoes. Right. right. And then <laughs> so we just we just <laughs> find that one song holds all of our <laughs> tragic emotions. Yeah. The one that I can think of that comes closest to that is the winter song with Sarah Borales. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. uh 
who who sings it with her? Ingrid. Ingrid Michaelson, yes. right? Oh, I yeah. love Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah, yes. there's that song, um, The Winter Song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and I a lot of that album of hers with that on it, is it called, I think that album is called Winter Song, maybe? And... I don't know. Um, it's kind of got some haunting music, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe not haunting in, like, Halloween, right? <laughs> but haunting in terms of, like, hey, this is some heaviness mm-hmm. that we're that we're looking at. Right, right. cuz the main theme of that song is love alive. That's yeah, the question yeah, yeah. she asks, uh-huh. right? Is love alive, right? right. And I, I think that you know, I like Jackie told me once and about like the idea of winter and that every season has something to teach us, mm-hmm. right? And that winter is that darkness, that deepness, that going deep inside of ourselves, that understanding our roots mm-hmm. and and that type of thing and I'm someone who struggles like with the winter darkness, mm-hmm. right? So like I count down to the 21st because yeah. the 21st, that winter solstice, mm-hmm. I'm like darkest day of the year and it only gets lighter from here, right? right. And I have right. to like psych myself up and tell me, tell myself right. that. Right. And so knowing that, you know, and having like Christmas be that time of year, mm-hmm. I think if it's done yes. intentionally, yes. obviously, but like understanding that it has to contain both. It has to mm-hmm. contain that happiness uh-huh. and a recognition of all of the things that are going on yes. right, that are difficult at that time of year right. for so many different reasons in so many different ways. Right. right? Well, and I love, like, I can't, I remember, well, one, I, as an adult and as someone who's trying to be conscious about my holiday kind of stuff, right? Like, I have shifted some of my traditions and a few years ago, I started celebrating Yule, and that was the reason because I always felt like there was something missing, right? Mm. Especially when you look at all of the traditions that we have at Christmas are actually Yule traditions, like mm-hmm. the Christmas tree, the wreath, the mm-hmm. holly, the mistletoe. Like all of that is based mm-hmm. in Yule traditions, and so I really, I am a deep diver, man. I will jump in and do all the research that I can, and I just loved that concept, mm-hmm. right? That that concept of we as people go through seasons, we go through cycles. And at one point before we were in, you know, metal and glass buildings and kind of working off of a clock, we were connected to the sun and the moon and the rotations of the earth. And that was kind of ingrained in us. And that there was a, there's a reason we struggle with darkness. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. I love, I love that concept of the holiday and that's something that we've tried to you know continue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you don't really get exhilarating excitement without the darkness Mm -hmm. right right and and that's what I think often we miss in the holidays is this like heaviness or the darkness or the struggle yeah with moments of connection or with some bringing some people or life into our life right like Mm -hmm. I mean we're kind of doing that work all year round but it becomes specifically symbolic I think here but we often miss that or overlook that or mm-hmm. or don't understand the role that maybe our darkness or our struggle plays mm-hmm. yeah well and and I think that I mean in our culture we bypass the struggle mm-hmm. of every holiday and so when we are looking at I mean right like when you look at the fact that Valentine's Day since you mentioned it before was literally a holiday that Couples that wanted to be married did it in secret because they weren't allowed to by their magistrates mm-hmm. or whatever. We've turned it into like chocolate, chocolate, roses, <laughs> right? These were people who were whisk- risking their lives for people that they loved mm-hmm. because they could be killed. Mm-hmm. And we, we turned it into chocolate and roses, mm-hmm. off season roses, so they're 
triple the price, right? <laughs> and Christmas, we've kind of done the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We've turned it into, like, elves and Santa and lights. and But we forget, like, even the story of Christ, if we're just going by Christ, right? Even the story of Christ is the world had gotten so dark and scary and depraved. And, I mean, like, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Roman Empire that killed people for sport, mm-hmm. right? And this little baby was hope. Mm-hmm. One little baby mm-hmm. was hope. Right? Like, I was sitting here thinking, like, okay, so we've talked about the Christmas songs we don't like. Like, what Christmas songs handle both of those, right? What Christmas songs talk about, you know, the darkness and mm-hmm. the light, right? And whatever tradition, you know, faith-wise you are. Because there's a lot in this last little bit of the year. In every faith tradition, there's a lot of holidays that are uh-huh. happening right now. Yeah, I love the line from O Holy Night that says, A thrill of hope. Uh-huh. The weary the world, world rejoices, rejoices. Right. right? Yes. And so, you know, whatever faith tradition you practice, like this holiday, holidays during this time of year, right. in the darkness of the year, can represent that thrill of hope, right? right? Mm-hmm. And our world is weary, and it is a difficult place to live. Right. And so to be able to have that thrill of hope, mm-hmm. whatever your tradition is, to counteract that darkness and to be able mm-hmm. to hold both of those right. at the same time, I think is one of the beautiful things that music can mm-hmm. do for us, right. especially this time right. of year. And I mean, I love the traditions that, I mean, that's what Hanukkah is, right? The mm-hmm. festival mm-hmm. of lights. It's really about bringing light to the darkness and remembering and holding fast to that hope. Right. Mm-hmm. It's literally about hope. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing... In a former life, when I was a high school band director, we played a bunch of music for Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. which is another great holiday that gets overlooked, I think, oh, this time Kwanzaa. of year, right. which is also about hope right. and about yes. togetherness and faith and family. And so another great opportunity to listen yes. to some really great music, too. Uh-huh. Speaking of Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. let's have another song dance. <laughs> Do they know it's Christmas? Mm. That song drives me nuts. It is the most white supremacy colonialist song ever, right? Like, however, I remember when it came out. <laughs> and that's not how it felt. I know it's not how it felt. And in the 80s, maybe we weren't woke to the whole white oh, supremacy no, I thing. I get right? it. I get it. But yes, Africa's not going to really know it's Christmas or care that it's Christmas, although Christianity is pretty big there. It is. Because now, we've right? taken some white colonization right. opportunities there. But to me, I think it was more about, you know, because we're doing like the telethons that you have watched on the TV right. and people right. called in, right? right? And they were, I think it was more for, because my kids on. Um, Saturday, that song came up, and you know, so I'm like, I remember when that song came out, and they're like, You do? <laughs> like, it's not Frank Sinatra, kids. It's like Michael Jackson, okay. Elton You're John, like way right? But they're, 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 calling, the same they're calling my music from the mid 90s oldies Classics, now, so I like, I, I can't, I, I, just, I just can't. But it was more about us, it was right, and it was right. more about us contributing dollars for a continent that was devastating really right. with and a I lot totally of different that. things, right? Like. Yes. That's not how it feels anymore, right? Right. But like when it came out, that is kind of well, you know. And then they're like, "Were you around for like Live Aid?" Yes, I was. <laughs> I let me tell you the story, kids. We I are mean, the world. Right. Right. I mean, and that's one of the things, right? Like this is one of those songs that, in context, yes. it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
And I really oh, love Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin and the Bare Naked Ladies version. Mm. Oh, I really I, like that one. I don't know that I've heard that one. Mm, that's I'm now it. putting music, more music mm-hmm. on my Rachel Their, Christmas the list. The Bare Naked Ladies Christmas album has some Hanukkah songs. It's great. It's a really great oh, album. It's a great album. And there's album. a couple songs that they do with Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin that are really good. Yes. I love Bare Naked Ladies. That was the yes. first CD that was not approved in my house because my mom was like, you cannot get a CD by Bare Naked Ladies yeah. because uh. of their name. And I was like, just listen to the song, Mom. Look, I'm Mom, in... there's no naked ladies on there. There are no cars. ladies. <laughs> and none of them are naked. <laughs> but I think you bring up a really good point, right? Yeah. Because all these songs that we're probably talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. were written for in a lot of people, context. have some kind of like, well, in the moment it didn't feel that way. Or right. Like, you know, it didn't feel that right. way. Right. And that's that's true of probably our whole lives. Right. right. Like, right. In the right. moment, that's not how it felt. In the right. moment, that's not this. Right. And that that's great. We can honor that. Right. And we can still say, probably inappropriate yep. for current climate and what's right. going on in the world and understanding people. And, and, and so, like... Yeah, we right. can have both. It, right. can, it right. can be both. If you don't know this context, then it sounds really mm-hmm. uh, like we're misappropriating other people's cultures. Right. right. Which is a problem, right? And so, but we don't talk enough about that context. Like, here's where it started. Yes. And here's what was happening. It's not about colonization of a different people in a different continent. Right, which is why history is so important. Mm-hmm. Yes. That we have those knowledge, that knowledge, and we understand all of the context yep. around those things that happen. We can't just have cancel culture and just cancel it. Right. Yeah, right? no, I'm because I'm so not we, a fan of cancel culture. We have to at be all. able to understand the context right. and right. what came out. Right, and, and we have to have the hard conversations mm-hmm. about it. Right, because if we just cancel it, there's not learning that happens. Right, right. and that's that. I had a conversation with my niece very recently about can- cancel culture, and I was like, look. Here's the thing. If you erase history, you cannot learn from it. And it is more dangerous to erase history and forget that these people and these things and these events happened Mm -hmm. because then whoever comes next gets to make it whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Like you have to bring some reasoning and some voice to that. And by canceling all of it, you also cancel the culture itself Mm -hmm. to say we could do better. Mm And I do think, so, and I will say, this song has always, I've always been like, what is this? And I can totally see, I can totally see where it came from and how it, you know, started, whatever. It has definitely lost that mm-hmm. in, in the mm-hmm. t- 25 years that it longer been. than that, Rachel. I'm trying to think. I'm, it was probably like 84, 85. Okay, so yeah, like 30, 36 years. Mm-hmm. But right, like it, it's <laughs> lost its. I'm trying yes. to trying to be gracious. Decades here. <laughs> so no, we know I get older it. than you. It's I get okay. It. <laughs> but like, thank you for saying 28 years. Yes, yes. <laughs> we appreciate that. But it, it this this one kind of hit me hard. So I'm I'm obsessed with Ted Lasso, and it, it kind of hit me hard on their Christmas episode. They're asking Obasanya, like, so what is what do you do for Christmas at your house? Like, what does Christmas <laughs> remind you of? And he's like, white colonization. Yeah. Right. And um, and it was that like and he was like, No, I'm good. Like it's fine. You can celebrate I'll I'm It's okay I'm sitting here at your Christmas table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's like but he's trying very hard to like hold that line of like mm-hmm. I'm African and so much of white culture like overrode my mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. culture and history. And I love you people and I wanna sit here at your table and dine with you. Like and I think that we have to kind of remember, especially when we're talking about um, different cultures, they weren't always Christian mm-hmm. and 
they lost a culture, which is what like Kwanzaa's got a huge resurgence in America because they weren't allowed to celebrate that mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time. And it's beautiful to see what comes out of Kwanzaa and what mm-hmm. that looks like. And and I think that like mm-hmm. that's one of those things, right, that is just hugely cool mm-hmm. about other cultures and their music and what we can mm-hmm. get from that and not assuming that we hold the rights to that right. the holiday season, I guess. I know I have friends who, like, their birthday is close to Christmas, and, you know, I've heard them complain over the years about their birthday presents are always wrapped in Christmas wrapping paper instead of birthday wrapping paper, right? So I try to be mindful of that. And last night we went to one of our friend's daughter's birthday party, and, I mean, she's six. And I didn't know what to get a six-year-old. They can like a lot of different stuff, right? So my kids, they love to get gift cards. So they were like, get her a gift card, get her a gift card, right? It was really hard. And they're not Christian, right? And they're not white. It was really hard to find a gift card, just a gift card that, that wasn't, wasn't Christmas. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's the birthday gift card? Like, I just need a birthday gift card, right? And I, I finally settled with the, you know, dot, the Target dog who had some lights on him. I'm like, well, I guess that's the most neutral I can get at this time of year. But yeah. it was like I couldn't find a gift card, right? I'm not going to buy her a Starbucks gift card. But I couldn't find a gift card oh, six year just at Target. Oh, those Frappuccinos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Their parents might not, but yeah. <laughs> you can get them without caffeine. Right. They're called steamers. Okay. Steamers. I know this because I have a bougie three-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of things in Christmas, this holiday season, gets wrapped up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is hard. I think that, you know, like, I, and I have to even remind myself, right? Like, I have I have a couple of people in my life who didn't really grow up with Christmas. Christmas wasn't a thing for them. And, like, so I will mention things, and they're like, I have never seen that movie. Like, Elf. I thought everybody mm-hmm. had seen Elf. No. Apparently, everyone has not seen Elf. <laughs> um, everyone should see Elf. Right, right though. I mean, it is. It's Will Ferrell's best role ever. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not. but It's it's fantastic. It's hilarious. Just to watch Will Ferrell eat Bye, the things buddy. that he eats is hilarious. So, yeah. So, I have, on the religious track, Little Drummer Boy and Away in a Manger. Uh-huh. And both of those are, well, Away in a Manger is just because they keep saying, like, Jesus never cried. Come on, guys. Right. Babies cry. Right. <laughs> to be fully, baby. to be fully human, he had to have a voice and cry. I guarantee you, he cried. But then, little drummer boy is one of those, right? Like, again, just like this is all I have. Yeah. Also, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, like, when I was the mother of an infant, no, right. you could that, not have played a thought. drum. The last around. thing I need. Is a kid on a drum coming to my baby's birth? Like I'm so like, cute. This is when they sleep the most. Please come back later. Right. Like, so, what would you guys say, like, to kind of wrap up here? What are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Right. Like we've mm-hmm. we've done a lot of trashing. Right. Right. Um, trashing. Challenging. Challenging. Challenging some Christmas songs. What What do you guys listen to at Christmas? What's on your approved list? On my approved list. So I absolutely love the Carol of the Bells mm. in every form. Like, and I, I just love the gothic sound. I love the heaviness. I love, I just, I love it. I just think it is a beautiful song. Um, but 
My Carol of Bells is my yeah. all-time favorite. It's a great song. What do you like? I was trying to think. Like, I mean, I do love like Oh Holy Night. That's one of my favorites, probably. I think it talks a lot about that contradiction that we've been talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. of light and darkness. I was going to say my nephew learned Carol of the Mandalorian, oh. which is Carol of the Bells mixed with the Mandalorian theme. Ooh. I know. That's right up Rachel's road. That, that, is, that is up my alley. Well, I'll record it for you when he plays it at his recital. Thank you. Yes, you can look at it up, though. It's fun. What about my, you? Mine, I mean, I, I like Silent Night. That was my grandma's favorite song. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up as a kid going to her house, and we'd always like that. We, we didn't sing a lot of songs. My family's not really uh, musical, mm-hmm. but we always sang that one for grandma, right? So I, I like that one. It reminds me of her. And I mean, I do, I feel like there's something like if we have snow, right? I mean, we haven't had a great snow for a while here in Utah, but I do, one of my favorite things, right, is to go on a walk the night of a good snowstorm mm-hmm. because it's so quiet oh, yes. and it's so peaceful. And there's something about it being dark and cold and walking in it. Like, I just, right. I, I just love that. No, I right? totally get you. Love it. It's like, it's that contradiction, right? It's mm-hmm. that, again, that, like, both the white snow mm-hmm. and the darkness. Yep. Right? Yep. I do love white Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my mom, my mom and her, like, she grew up in Brigham City, Utah, so a lot of snow, a lot of things, and she moved to California the Christmas uh, right after she turned 16. And uh, we grew up just... My, her sisters and her parents every Christmas would sing that song. And apparently, like that very first Christmas that they were in California, they couldn't sing it and they bawled through the whole thing. And they were crying because they missed their white Christmas so much. It was like true, right? And, uh, and so we've always sung that every family gathering we've mm-hmm. ever had for Christmas. And that's always been one that mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed. My kids will always talk about singing, I guess, our family song. This is maybe a glimpse into our family. Uh-huh. <laughs> this doesn't say much good about our family, but um, is Dominique the donkey? Yes. <laughs> the Christmas donkey. That's <laughs> who had to deliver the gifts in Italy because yep. the sleigh couldn't handle the hills of Italy. And so Dominique had to deliver the gifts, right? And that, oh, like, that. me probably driving to the lights... You know, and my kids were all making everybody in the car have a turn on the e <laughs> <laughs> So the boyfriends, they're like, it's your turn. And they're like, uh, like, I don't know this Christmas tradition. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's so funny. funny. I love Alabama's Christmas in Dixie, too, which, oh, like, oh, I mean, because... I'm not from, I'm uh-huh. not from Utah, right? And yeah. so there is this, like, when I hear it now, it does remind me of home and it does mm-hmm. remind me of my own traditions. And I mean, you know, like I, I struggle with the term Dixie, but I am also very much tied to that land. And so it does, it kind of hits mm-hmm. me in the field. Mm-hmm. I also love Nat King Cole's Christmas song. Like mm-hmm. I just love, yes, like, yes. and that's one of those I feel like pulls like mm-hmm. the dark and the light mm-hmm. and kind of talks about the whole feeling mm-hmm. of Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, those are my two probably like favorite favorites mm-hmm. outside yeah. of Carol of the Bells. I also love. like the, I think it's kind of sweet that have yourself a merry little Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Kind of this like adage to us to yes. do what we can with it, right? Mm-hmm. And, 
and it kind of make, makes it more like not these cultural expectations, right. but like see what you can do yourself. Right. I like that too. Right. It's funny because I do like a lot of Christmas music and I, I like the ones that tend to tell us like that, like, mm-hmm. right? Like do your best, be who you can, mm-hmm. care, love, be mm-hmm. gentle, show mercy and kindness, mm-hmm. right? Like I love that kind of settling in, mm-hmm. but yeah. I like anything by Mannheim Steamroller's Christmas mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. mostly because I just love Mannheim Steamroller, and so when they made a Christmas album, you it made me very there. happy. Yeah. Made yeah. me very happy. As I think I was like four when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I was going like, I was a teen. So. Yeah, I was yeah. like four, and it was like, my mom bought it, and it was like this huge thing, and I sw- like, yeah. we listened to it forever. I also like some of the tracks, you know, some of the Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's on a record player, right? Yeah. And so it just yeah. takes me back to that, like, yeah, that's, my kids don't even get that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they have record players, but they're not those record players. <laughs> right. Right. You're just like, you don't get that. Well, it is sound. funny how, like, new vinyls don't sound, because they're the digitally, mm-hmm. well, they're digitally, mm-hmm. like, played. Mastered. Um, well, and they're digitally lasered, right? So mm-hmm. even that, like... There was a manual machine that kind of did the old ones, and it's really cool to kind of hear the difference because, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I love vinyl. But, yeah, it's it's super cool to hear those. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. I hope those of you listening get something out of that. Love to hear what your favorite Christmas song is or what we missed on the mm-hmm. these ones need to be taken out of the challenged yeah out of Challenge. the playlist at least have a conversation so, about them yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> all right thanks at the end of this episode i want to remind you that your story matters remember there's something meaningful in every chapter until next time jackie the legal stuff this podcast is solely for the purpose of information and entertainment and does not constitute therapy nor should it replace competent professional help the prayer of the perfectionist Nobody has time for perfection. We are pursuing progress. Help me to remember the only step I need to focus on is the next right step for me. Help me to remember that life is a journey. Help me to be able to separate all that I am learning from all that I have to do. Help me to remember that I am not alone. I can ask for help. Help me to strive for frequent awakenings, not mastery. I am enough. Amen.